Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in again. I just want to apologize, we had a little bit of a Zoom problem, so there are some sound issues that we don't normally have, and I was unable to get them fixed through Zoom because their customer service is a little bit, I don't know, horrendous. So please excuse it and don't worry, it won't be like this forever. Hey everyone, it's your Valley Girlfriend. We have a fantastic guest today, Tina. And Leo has come back to co-host. I know all of you are so excited to hear that delicious voice. So good. He makes millions a year. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, millions, baby. I'm killing it. My goodness. See that Leo, sculpture I've, in the I've back. I've also been told that I have a nice radio voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I might not be making millions off of it. <laughs> I'm sorry, both Tina and Leo have amazing money. (laughs) (laughs) So first things first, um, I know you're in a relationship now and you're having an amazing time doing that, but let's talk about when you weren't in a relationship and you were doing apps. Like what were your top apps? Oh my goodness. Um, So my favorite was pretty much always OkCupid. That was the first one that I joined um, after newly being single, having never been on an app before because I was in a relationship for like all of my 20s. And then uh, another long-term relationship into like my early 30s. So really the apps didn't come about really other than, you know, I think when we were younger, there was like match.com and, and, and the, the more serious ones like that. Um, but then, you know, Tinder was a thing and I was just kind of missing out on that for years because I was in relationships and I don't really mean missing out, um, for anybody who (laughs) does use (laughs) app-based dating, you know, (laughs) missing out is not what I meant, Uh, but it was all very new to me, um, after having been into like backpack and so, I was excited to try them out. So I did OkCupid, um, Bumble, Coffee Meets Bagel. Um, gosh, I think those are really the only ones. I didn't even ever try Tinder because um, I just, I, you know, I had heard such like, just so many people complain about it. They're like, oh, you never meet people. It's so superficial. It's just a hookup app, you know, la la la. And even though I knew people who had, you know, found love, I was just um, really drawn to OkCupid because there's so much information that you can put on there. You know, um, the kind of person that you are, the kind of person you're looking for, rather than it being primarily about physical. Um, And I think that, you know, getting a match percentage based on like very serious things and rating how important they are to you really placed a value on values. I thought that was really pretty well done as far as the algorithm goes. Um, I met some, uh, you know, I met a, um, commit committed relationship from someone on Bumble. Um, we only ended up dating for like three months, but we're really good friends now. In fact, like just last year, we went to Scotland together. The year before that is when we had dated for three months. And so, uh, oh, wait, I remember yeah. this is the person that you, had the girlfriend over for a dinner party thing. <laughs> and we need to do a little mini story corner. We'll keep it really quick because it's not really app dating, but Leo needs to know about this. So I'm sorry oh, yeah. to interrupt, but I just wanted to say no, that I want to hear about it. <laughs> no, it's not that story. It's kind of fun. Um, so uh, uh, the ex, 
ex-boyfriend, uh, we'll call him Tom. Um, Tom was, uh, we dated, like I said, for three months. We both really loved scotch. So we had talked about going to Scotland together. But then when we broke up, we made friends. It was fine. The next year we were talking about, um, he had just started dating somebody new, but we had kind of already started to like get into the idea of going to Scotland together and we booked it. But he, his new relationship was kind of like newish and I hadn't met her or anything. And we, we go to Scotland we don't even ever touch. We're like sleeping in the same bed, but like, you know, our bodies aren't even near each other. Everything's fine. We have a great time. We're getting drunk um, every night, drinking all the scotch. It's great. We come back and then like a month and a half later, we have a dinner party at my place. Um, and my roommate at the time is also good friends with Tom and Tom brings his girlfriend over and she says maybe three words to me all night. And then in the middle of the night, they go off into one of the rooms and start like yelling at each other and everybody's kind of like looking around like what's happening and we we're like somebody was joking that they were like having sex or whatever or they they obviously weren't they were fighting um and on the way out he looks at me and he's like we have to talk in the morning and I was like what and then it was like this whole crazy thing they like almost broke up and I'm just like wait a minute why <laughs> and apparently it had some to do with me and I don't know. I didn't do anything. So um, that was pretty weird and awkward. Anyway, they're still together. Good for them. That's great. I still haven't seen them, either of them, since then, though. Oh, see. So Maybe that's a good thing. Yeah. I know. You know, that's the thing is, like, I am happy to commit to my place when I'm not in a relationship. You know, I'm like, you know what? I don't need to hang out with you all the time. You know, I'll leave that to your girlfriend. And... <laughs> You know, I, I don't need to to lead. I can follow somebody else's um, direction in that situation. But we still talk. We still talk. It's just more like texting here or there, responding to each other's Instagrams. You know, it's it's all, it's all good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Anissa was at that dinner party. So that's kind of uh, part of what was really weird too. Is we were all kind of like looking at each other, like, wait, what's happening? I don't think I was there for the fight. I don't remember that. So I think I had left. Uh, you were definitely still there. Everybody was still there. Really? <laughs> yeah, we oh. kind of dispersed a little bit because there was like, he had gone to like take photos on the balcony. And then I think oh. it was like after dinner, but before games, which is why I know you were still there. Oh, <laughs> weird. I wonder what I was doing. Probably talking to Craig. <laughs> Probably talking to Craig. <laughs> so I met Tom on Bumble. Um, but I think he was really the only person that I went out with more than once. Uh, I found that one to be kind of a, a you know, kind of a, a dud, uh, a dud. That's the right Slightly, word. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right? And it's, yeah. So you feel that way yeah. too. Yeah. I did meet someone off of Bumble once and it didn't really go that well. Um, and like ever since then, it's it's never been anything like like substantial. No one like anyone that actually likes you doesn't actually like you because it'll definitely like go to twenty four hours before they actually say anything. So like it it it's Bumble. It's a good idea in theory, mm -hmm. but I don't think that it works that well. Yeah, that's or really maybe maybe um, maybe I'm just ugly as hell, and <laughs> my personality is like okay, I don't uh, know for the for audience the that's not true. 
No, yeah, he's quite a, quite a handsome, handsome person here. So uh, it's funny because a lot of men complain that the point is that women were supposed to send the first message. And um, I have no problem sending the first message at all. I'm a pretty aggressive person. I go for what I want. I, you know, I will also more broadly match with people and I like to be uh, open for a pleasant surprise. And so the thing is, I would, I was, um, I wasn't, you know, swiping right on everybody. I wasn't swiping left on everybody. I was being considerate and open-minded. Um, and I had no problem sending all the messages. And then it just started to feel like I was not getting messages from people that I had matched with. And they have a week to respond after you respond in the first 24 hours. I think that's how it worked. And, um, and then some of these people were just kind of like, quote unquote, too good to be true. And it just felt like I was, I was matching with fake profiles. See, that's a Tinder you know thing what? though. That's also like, yeah, that's a big thing because I feel like those profiles uh, uh, have like really infiltrated like most of the apps now because you see a lot of like pictures like, wow, she's really pretty. Like, and she liked me like, <laughs> Those pictures don't look, no, nah, see that's sketchy. All of, they all end up like not being the person that you're actually talking to. It's, it's always a bot. So like, I think the apps have have a, a, a kink in the armor, so to speak. And the the bots are it. And, and maybe that's why we're not matching as well as we think we should mm -hmm. or would normally. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel it. I, I just, that's how I feel. And I've, I've noticed it a lot. What is the point of a bot if they don't respond to you and try to rope you into doing something, right? Like, isn't it supposed to be like maybe there's some propaganda or they're trying to get money out of you? But if they don't ever do anything for you other than they just never reply, then what's the point of them? Okay, so um, my <laughs> hot take is that uh, the more they have these beautiful people that are successful that are matching with you, the more of like, I think it's feeding into this addiction, this like, um, stimulating, like excitement, you want to check the app more, you're more likely to spend money in the subscriptions, things like that. I, I really think that if that you sign on and you're seeing all these beautiful people that are matching with you, you get really excited. You're more likely to give like feed into that and then give them money probably too for like, I don't know, the higher level. Right. The upgrade. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. I don't know. Is that how you feel about it, Leo? You know what? It actually that never even crossed my mind, <laughs> but it, it it actually makes sense. It it didn't cross my mind, but it it makes sense. Like why wouldn't you, like, like create the bots to like make you want more? Mm. Oh, and we man. have been reading that's diabolical. Yeah, we've been reading that these um, tech companies and these app creators, you know, Instagram and Facebook, they actually like create tension and 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 want they want that fr frustration where you keep like they do that addiction on purpose they want you to keep clicking and keep scrolling and keep coming back to their app so why oh. wouldn't it would be even more so the case for dating apps i would think oh, jesus oh that's i'm sorry i'm just well. full of negative things aren't I? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's okay we're deep into 2020 no one's expecting sunshine or flowers right now <laughs> although it's a beautiful day today show. Are you guys Be digging this weather? Beautiful. beautiful. Oh God, I beautiful love this weather. weather. Uh -uh. <laughs> Anything below seventy degrees is freezing to me. I have, me I want too. none of this. I agree. I want none of this. You guys, yeah, it's sweater weather. It's jacket weather. That's my favorite. 
favorite thing to be able to pull out. I'm not here to talk about the weather. Um, okay. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I guess we'll edit that out. <laughs> oh my goodness. I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean for that to be so sassy, but it's, uh, no, I didn't that's why you're talk, here. I also that's why you're here. like to talk about my yeah. biological response to cold weather. Cause it just starts to get really weird. So let's, <laughs> let's talk about, let's talk about coffee <laughs> meets bagel. Okay. Yeah. Let's oh, come back. I can't get over that you haven't used Tinder at all. It's just out of curiosity even. Yeah. But no. yeah, coffee meets bagel. <laughs> so I wasn't on coffee meets bagel very long, but I had some really interesting days with really interesting people. Um, I met somebody that I was totally low key in love with um, and he was wonderful. I mean, he's a clown, um, a like a professional circus clown, like does mm-hmm. amazing like trapeze and uh, handstands and just really great interesting things he got he taught me how to juggle um but he was one of the first like people who i really connected with deeply who was um not a monogamous as well and had uh as like a primary partner in a different part of the state and i mean probably like lovers all over the world and i thought that was really exciting and cool um, but he's also like one of the best people I'd ever met in my life. I mean, just so kind and loving and warm and delightful that it's like, I will take any time that I can to get to spend with this person. So that was like, to me, a great success. Um, and I think that to go back to why I like OkCupid so much is because that opportunity, that openness, you know, I was able to put that I was interested in non-monogamy. I was able to put that I am um, a pansexual person looking for any type of person, you know, um, trans, non-binary, um, you know, it's just really like nice to be like, hey, I like all of these people and I want to open my gates to anybody who is interesting and compassionate and kind and funny, you know, and it's like, I really like that you have the ability to kind of check those boxes. Coffee meets bagel and, um, and um, Bumble were pretty much like really binary about it. They're like, I am male, I'm looking for female. I live here and I have a degree from this university, you know, and it was all very like whip, dip, 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 you know? And um, I really connected with that. You know, the person that I'm um, in a relationship with now is also um, not, uh, is a little bit more sexually fluid. And so that's really nice because who knows if I would have met this person had we been on one of those more like binary sites. So it's just kind of really nice. Um, so, I mean, did you ever use OkCupid or like, what were your, what, what, how did it go down for you? I did. I don't know if you did, Leo. I used it back when it was on just the laptop. (laughs) And actually, I I am still friends. Okay. This was like 2000 and I don't know, six, no, 2007, maybe somewhere around there. I am still friends with one of the people that I met on there. No, that's amazing. That's yeah. the thing. It's like you you can actually connect with people that are like-minded and whether it works out or it doesn't, you know, like I have had, um, I have friendships with people that I used to date that I met there, or maybe we just went on one date and realized we're better friends. And um, that happens so much more frequently on OkCupid than on any other site. Um, Absolutely. And that's just been really fun. I did meet one yeah. guy one time. Uh, we went to a... Um, he was really like 
like you know could have been fake profile handsome you know just like chiseled jaw like nice hair and we went and met at this like really nice dark wine bar near my place in echo park i live in downtown he lived in silver lake and um we had a great night we made out in his car for like a half an hour before i finally ended up going up to my to my apartment and um the next day he messages me we're like messaging and he's like i just have to say like some crazy things have come up at work and i'm just gonna have to like i'm gonna have to leave and I'll be gone for a while. Oh, no. I was like, what does that even mean? Oh, God. <laughs> Damn. Oh. And uh, yeah, his profile was gone and he, like, the number was different a week later. And I was just like, whoa, whoa. that was so crazy. Damn. And no, that was, a, think, that was a split. Split. I, I started to think about, like, I, in my head, all these fantasies of what was. I was like, maybe he was CIA and sent on, <laughs> you know, like, sent on some sort of, like, who, the, the special mission you know or I'm like maybe he was just married I don't know um, <laughs> but it's kind of fun because we had a really great night and it's sort of in a time capsule for me that one day that was just really brilliant and charming and I was captivated and you know we made out we just had such a good steamy time and then to never be heard from again you know <laughs> sucked through the black hole of life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's unfortunate but fun mm. unfortunate but fun for sure it's fun and I think that that's the thing too is like it really depends on what you're looking for because um being somebody who was open to non-monogamy and I you know I still am but I'm currently monogamous with my partner um is you're open to uh, relationships short, long, anywhere in between with different kinds of people. And my intention was always with connection. And, you know, I, I, I love it. And I think that we can connect on any number of levels with people short term, um, maybe just politically, or maybe just like we like the same plants. And so now we meet at the farmer's market from time to time or whatever, you know, and I just think that kind of fun like I got like a food buddy out of somebody that I went on a date with once or twice and we were like you know what we like just to get food and then there's another you know a gal that like we connect over politics all the time and um, she's a sociology professor and she's really inspiring and it's just really great to have all these like wonderful people in my life um, granted now's not the time to be connecting with people <laughs> in real life but it's um yeah it's just really nice to have all sorts of different connections with people. And like you said, and he says, people that have, you know, sustaining friendships, even if it didn't work out romantically. Obviously the ultimate purpose of these is to find somebody that you can connect with at whatever it is you're looking for, but it's, it's, it tends to be romantic, right? Yeah. True. I mean, I as know. long as there's food, I'm, I'm, I'm down. I don't give a shit. Right. If there's food involved, I'm coming. Oh my, I went to a place last night because they were the only ones openly called Halal House. And they had this fried oh chicken God. sandwich for like $5.95. I thought I was going to die. It was so good. I was like, what the hell? Tina, you don't eat chicken, right? Mm -mm. You do. No, you don't eat no. chicken. No. Yeah. I love chicken. <laughs> I had some turkey last night that, that actually gave me like two nightmares, but that damn, that turkey was delicious. Wait, it gave you nightmares? It gave I got two nightmares out of that turkey that I ate last night, but damn was it it wasn't fucking delicious. Is turkey known for for vi vibrant dreams? No, it's I, I I'm almost certain it's the the It the, does the have a sleep element. Yeah, tryptophan. Yeah. Tryptophan. 
and like eating it like right before going to bed like might not have been the best idea so. <laughs> okay this is staying in i want everyone to know COVID. you had nightmares on the turkey leg <laughs> <laughs> thanksgiving must be a roller coaster for you no i oh, went to this my place my god i cannot wait i went to this place um hot 24 does that sound familiar oh yeah it does across the street from yeah me. so they have um they have vegan vegan like fried chicken like tenders or whatever there they're pretty good they're not great they're pretty good support your local <laughs> uh -huh. always and forever leo i'm gonna turn over the questioning to you because my cat's crying directly below the mic so i'm just gonna mute myself <laughs> for a while <laughs> so whatever you guys want to talk about i'll throw it to leo <laughs> Oh yeah, you were talking about um, OK Cupid. Like I've like I actually have made a great friend from OK Cupid, but not an actual like partner. Mm -hmm. Like that is that's never happened. But I've actually made like good friends from from that site for sure be because of how detailed it is and like letting everyone know exactly what you want mm -hmm. as opposed to like guessing with Tinder. Tinder's never been that fruitful for me either. That, that that place is a wasteland. But it leaves a lot of assumption, right? And when yeah. you, and when you leave a lot to assumption, um, you have the opportunity to create who you think that this person is or who you mm -hmm. want that person to be. And mm -hmm. so there's time in between when you start messaging and if you end up meeting up, how long that time is, you might get super excited about this person or you might completely lose your enthusiasm. Or like you could lose your enthusiasm after texting for like a day. And so um, it, I always felt it was really important to meet up as soon as possible, if you're feeling it. If you have a connection, just just put something in the calendar because um, it, the sooner you can really feel if you have chemistry or not, that's gonna be in person. That's not gonna be something like over the phone or even FaceTime is gonna be helpful with. And so that was always kind of my go-to because Somebody could be all that, but maybe you're just projecting who you want totally. this person to be. Yeah. I always said meet right away too, because uh, yeah, I the one time I had like a super lengthy text conversation with someone was the only date that I ever had like such a bad time. I I like stormed out. <laughs> wow, damn. Yeah, and it's like, the only date I've ever. I didn't even storm out of the of the catfish date. I was like, "Well, let's see this to the end," because you're crazy. <laughs> but the other guy, I was like texting him for only like two or three days, but they were like super long, involved conversations. And I was like, "Oh man, he is amazing." I am so sorry about the cat. Yeah, and we it was such a horrific bad match that after one drink, I was like, "You know what? This is we're not a good fit." And I just walked out. I didn't even wait for him to like agree or disagree. I just left. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've sometimes never you just been... know and yeah. you maybe had would have wasted a bunch of time messaging back and forth and back and forth before you came to that conclusion you know sometimes it's just about in-person stuff but then sometimes you just get really nervous like there's a comfort of being able to like message and text obviously you're nervous you don't want to like um single anybody out or make them feel badly and sometimes conversation can do that because there's a context missing, but um, sometimes you can be a little bit more like, okay, I'm really intentional or mindful of the, the things that I'm saying and that they represent me clearly. Um, yeah, my personality doesn't shine through, um, through text at all. Like 
you you wouldn't you would think that I'm like the most boring person, but like I'm the fucking life of the party <laughs> in real life. But like on text, I'm like, hey, what's up? I I I I just it's just the way it is sometimes. So like meeting as soon as possible is the best idea. Yeah. So one of the first people I went out on a date with after being in those long-term relationships um, is one of my best friends like to this day. And that was years ago. And, you know, we went on a couple dates and it's so funny because the kind of relationship that we have now the past few years, like at first it was romantic and then it just became this kind of confidant, uh, like best friendship, but we still like kissed every time we saw each other. And it wasn't like a romantic kiss. It wasn't like a deep you know, but it was, it was more than like your mom, you know, you kiss on the lips. You're like, oh my gosh, so good to see you. I care about you. Right. Um, and then we would have sex like once a year. And so this person was always asking me, like inviting me to really adventurous sex things like, um, sex parties and orgies and threesomes and stuff like that. And so, um, he's really been like, a, a pursuer of some of my romantic escapades, that I love to talk about so much, but you know, like my first um, male, male, female threesome was with him. And um, nice. yeah, and it's just been like, so it's just been like really nice having that person in my life. And now that I'm in a committed non-monogamous relationship, it's been really interesting to see, okay, well, let's like, let me figure out how this relationship is now that I'm in a committed non-monogamous uh, or sorry, uh, monogamous relationship. So yeah. we don't have that, like we still hug, and we still like care about each other and, and dish all the tea, but uh, we don't, we don't have that physical aspect anymore, which I think is still like, okay, but I have to be really mindful of my partner's um, expectations and how, how he feels about this person who's been in my life at a tremendously deep level, but also like, uh, you know, there's been a sexual aspect in the past too, that has continued. And, you know, um, it's, it's just, not happening now to say that one more time uh but <laughs> it's it is just really interesting because I had a, a couple of relationships that were like a little bit like that but that is has been like the deepest sustaining one in my life I'm telling you this is the second date I went on on OkCupid and that's why I'm like really into that but then you know some of the other ones sometimes people just want you to like follow them on Instagram yeah, they want yeah. the followers Absolutely. oh my god yeah tell me I want to hear about your experience with that too because I think that that's I didn't get a lot of that on OkCupid but I hear a lot of it on Tinder because I mean it's like like again it's like mostly bots and like then the 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 influencers that are like trying to get your attention they're just trying to gain followers because they're they're pretty and they they they're into pop culture and you know you just you just you want to follow them because you want to be you want to simp for them or whatever and, and I ain't about that life at all. <laughs> Leo, I have to tell you, my experience is really interesting too because that like never happened with men. When I was talking to men, it like almost always was just women who would do that. So I'm following all yeah, these women on Instagram. And I'm like, why am I? I never even went on a date with this person, but I'm following exactly. all these women that I met on dating sites but like it men didn't really do that same sort of thing no um, like like I do get that from women like and like yeah I follow you on Instagram because maybe it's easier to talk you know yeah as opposed to like giving me your actual number but when I just become another face in your your one of your followers I'm like okay so 
you just needed an actual following. No, I'm, that ain't that ain't me because the people that I have following me are people that I know, people that are friends of mine, people my because my Instagram is, is private. Yeah, like, I'm not just gonna add you just because you want to follow me. Like who who are you? I don't give a yeah. shit about anything that you have or what you're talking about because it's not relevant to my life. And you know, we're not dating. You're not even interested in actually dating. You're just interested in getting another follower, another face. Uh, yeah, and not, I don't know if no. it's exclusively that's the case, but definitely I saw some of that. Um, and sometimes I had follow people and I was like, really, I like what this person is putting out there. But you're right. You kind of become part of the sea of people that it's easy yeah. for you to disappear. But when you're messaging somebody one on one and you're not just like part of the social media aspect of it, you're part of the romantic escapade, the goal um it's just a lot easier so yeah I mean sometimes people would want like my number right away or my Instagram right away and I'd be like well let me just see first you know like let's message more than like one sentence first you know see if it's there's definitely like different levels um and then it's so weird because there's a lot of social media aspect to a lot of other apps and stuff too I tried to get on Raya. I was like on the waiting list for for Raya for like oh, yeah. a year. Yeah, I remember that place. It, or Raya? that place, that app. What is that? So that was more like I don't know. I don't want to speak out of turn. It was more like an elite dating site. You had to be like part of like you had to be invited by somebody who was already on it, and then it was really attempt uh, to be like the creme de la creme, you know, like actors and stuff like that, which is great. I mean, you know, like who doesn't. I want to meet, you know, some cool actors and go on a date with Zach Woods or something. I think it'd be fun. <laughs> um, okay, you got me there. <laughs> uh, you know, I think they was just sort of like trying to be like, oh, we're the cream of the crop. So it's like an exclusive, there's an exclusivity factor here, you know, whereas the exclusivity and all the other apps was a paid sort of thing, you know, mm-hmm. well, we're going to do it by like making it a little bit more elite and hard to get into. Anyway, I don't, I never like tried to stop being on the waiting list. So if I get approved, I'll just be like, let me look around now that I'm in. (laughs) Like, why not? Shit. Yeah, I don't know. It's quite a velvet rope, isn't it? I had a friend that that was on it and she, she didn't have very much luck with it at all. She was just like, yeah, it was supposed to be great, but I didn't. I don't know if it was just like the quality of people. She just didn't connect with anyone. But I think part of it too is like, because they're professionals, they're super busy. Mm. And it's, it's really hard to make a connection with someone that just doesn't, can only see you once a week. And, you know, I had that problem when I had like a billion jobs. It was just like, I just don't have time to, to, to be with a, like have quality. You know what I mean? was so like kind of half ass and that sucked. I mean, I also totally get why people will hire like a matchmaker because then they don't have to be swiping all day, every day. And that's really stressful. Of course, it's really exciting too, but then it's a time suck, you know? And it's just like really, really intense. So the, I think there's, I'm seeing a little bit of a resurgence of something like that, where it's like a matchmaker is somebody, it's more than just an algorithm. It's somebody trying to connect to humans based on like their expertise. And so- um that would be exactly what those people and when you had you had a billion jobs could have really used is somebody else just doing the work not an algorithm though somebody who like knows you and gets you you know mm-hmm. i couldn't imagine a, a, a matchmaker though like 
Like, do you really know what I'm into, what I like? Like, I don't, I don't know. It just, it, it seems so, I don't know. Unless, unless this, this matchmaker is like my best friend from, from college who, who knows me because she's like, like carried me upstairs because I was drunk. Like, I don't, I don't think a matchmaker could actually like a match with someone that knows you, knows you. Like that, that would be able to connect with you on that deep level. I don't know. Right. Cause they need to know your bad, their, your flaws as well as like what you're presenting. Right. Like they mm -hmm. need to know like, Oh, you're stubborn about this or, you know, whatever. I guess that's true. I mean, the, okay, the, okay, Cupid, I'm so old. Um, okay. Cupid (laughs) does that too, where it's like, I said in the, you know, when you're filling in the questions, you can say how important they are to you. Like how, how, like your level of value and mm-hmm. so it can put you with people like that have that same value. You could also just fully lie. Um, but then why would you do that? Wouldn't you want somebody who's like more closely aligned to you? I, I get if you're embarrassed about, you know, like being a Trumper or something like that. Um, but you should be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but some people want to connect on those, um, those issues that are important to them. And some people find something maybe I find to be really menial maybe they're just like I really really love vacuuming so you know if somebody's like doesn't is they're not bothered by the sound I could do it all the time I don't know I actually Wait, really what that's vacuuming. what you want oh my God, to know? <laughs> <laughs> I do though vacuuming is is the most like it, it it's it's so much it it's everything. I could, it's I would give me, give me a joint, and I would fucking vacuum a football field for you. I promise you. Speaking right, you, you do have like re- repetitive mo- like movements, but then you also see your progress, like literally, like ooh, that side of the carpet's clean, and then this side's not. Ooh, there's like. Are we all getting turned on right now? Is that? What I love doing? vacuuming. <laughs> I, I'm glad you said it. I actually really love vacuuming too. Anyway, I'm not going to follow the, the vacuuming down the lane. So uh, going back to what you were saying before about like the, the person who is introducing you to like the sex clubs and the parties and all of that stuff. I'd love, I know Leo's familiar with that. I'd love for you to like mm-hmm. elucidate for the, the peeps. Cause I know a lot of people don't even know it's available. Obviously this is very local for Los Angeles, but you know, I'm sure it'll give you tips for whatever city you're in. Like any thoughts about you have nothing. You have nothing. <laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> um, I, you know, it's funny because I, uh, I, I didn't ever do any more than just threesomes. I didn't go to these parties or the dungeons. I was invited, um, and some of some of my partners were going um, to those things too. So I heard about them, you know, secondhand, and people really seem to um, really get to like get out of themselves and try new things and see what they like. And I think that that's really like, I didn't do it, but not because I, I mean, I was curious, but I was also kind of scared, you know? And then I also kind of was like, I really don't think that's my thing, but maybe if the opportunity like fully comes about, like timing wise, everything's good. Um, I wasn't like, no, but I also wasn't like, hell yeah. I was kind of like, well, let's see if it works out, you know? Um, and so I, it was more about me, like hearing about like my partner's, uh, experiences by going to these things. And yeah, some of my partners were like, wow, like I was, um, part of the, like, uh, you know, I was buckled up and then spanked for an hour and a half. And I, 
at first I liked it, then I hated it, then I liked it again. And I was yeah. like, maybe it takes an hour and a half to really get to your true, <laughs> your true like response. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. It's it's part of like how I feel about dating in general is just like, well, try it. Like I said, I kind of broadened my, I like opened up the kind of people that I thought I was looking for because I was interested in meeting people that weren't uh, exactly like me um, because that's the only way to grow. And not that I was using people for selfish growth, obviously I wanted to connect with people too, but I can't grow if I'm only surrounding myself with people that are just like me. Here, here. And that, that goes with most of life. Mm -hmm. Leo, do you have experience going to these kinds of clubs as well? Oh yeah. 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 I've, I've, it's so like, like the, I think one of the first episodes we did, and you said we were talking about like fat life and like, um, the the different like clubs and events and and parties that you can like get invited to or or go to just to try out i've um also like been like invited to like private parties you know directly like messaged with um like maybe a uh a gangbang or something or you know just a a a group a a a group thing or something like that mm -hmm. Like there's the um the sex life in, in 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 LA was was pretty awesome before the 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 end before four times. Oh, <laughs> I hate that that's past tense. I'm I feel so mm. bad. Yeah, it's weird now. I think the the landscape is really going to change. Even if even if everything's kind of reined in, I think we've all been the pants have been scared off us and we're kind of regimented where mm -hmm. I honestly feel, I know some people can't wait to stop wearing masks, but I was like, man, I don't know. I liked wearing them on airplanes before this all went down. And if it's going to keep me from getting someone's crazy, you know, flu that we don't know about yet, maybe I will use it at the grocery store and everyone can give me a dirty look. I don't care. I'll just, that's fine. You know, I'm almost certain he's uh, gonna be like a semi-permanent fixture on our life. Mm -hmm. So I, I mean, it's it's fine. Like I'm okay with it because I can actually accessorize with my outfits. Yes, so and people have been doing that. I've seen so nah. many sequined masks now, and I was like, "Oh, that's probably a really good barrier. Like you can't get through sequins, <laughs> <laughs> except for all the holes used to sew them on." Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But this, but the sequence overlap. Anyway, yes, this is not about dating. It, what I was going to say, a dating specific, is that uh, a lot of people seem to be doing like that Zoom, not Zoom. No one uses Zoom except for me and people in an office. Um, <laughs> what do they use? FaceTime. I, I don't have that. I don't have refuse to have FaceTime. And then obviously, if you have an iPhone, you can just do that. But I don't have an iPhone. So well, that's another thing too. <laughs> Come to the dark side. Um, yeah, no, it's funny because dating as a pansexual, single, mm -hmm. um, non-monogamous person for you know four years, dating was like my hobby. I was on um, you know, a lot of a lot of dates in a week or a month or whatever and then I would like to like my sort of rule of thumb is I would I didn't do this intentionally but I would just like start to date a whole bunch of people and I'd see them like then I'm like juggling like five or six people at once and then I blow it all up and I only keep one or two 
and then I start all over again and it just kind of builds up and builds up again um and just like stay connected with the people that I was like really like uh, you know connecting with uh but dating was absolutely my hobby it was totally expensive if people think that women don't pay for dates you like you're completely wrong you know um and because the first date nobody goes out for dinner I I don't know about you Anissa I don't know about you Leo but like being invited to dinner on a first date is incredibly rare it's always bar um like a drink or two and then they're like if it's better if it's like if we're going things are working out then the next date will be like a money one you know but it's just like and then if you're going to drinks it's like i'm just gonna split it it's no there's you know i i'm always weird about like asking someone to drinks as opposed to asking them for coffee because like as i mean in in my mind especially as like a man who is like conscious of like the fucked up shit men do like Maybe I should just ask them for coffee first. So I ask them for coffee first, and then we can go to like, you know, if if they if we vibe, we can go get some drinks and dinner, and then like fuck around or something like that. But like, like I always feel like drinks first is like, I better not suggest that. If she suggested, or if he suggested, then yeah, then I'm I'm down. But like, I'm not gonna suggest that because because of the fucked up shit men do. Mm. I think maybe that's part of the reason why like I am totally happy to pay for half because when you're drinking alcohol and I love alcohol, I drink almost every single night. You're here. Um, I'm not getting <laughs> drunk every night. I'm not, I'm not getting shammered every night. Um, but I, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's also a fixture in my life among dating. It's also drinking. And so I'm happy to pay for half the drinks on the first date because the thing is that puts a lot of emphasis on the seriousness of the date as well if you're if you're saying I mean Anissa not to disrespect because I don't want this to come off wrong but like hey man we're just getting to know each other I don't know if you're going to be like if I want to pursue this further if I do then I probably would let you pay but it's like hard to know on the first date I think oh that's exactly why I don't go Dutch because I if I like you the, the only times I've ever like gone Dutch pretty early, um, it's because I knew I didn't want to see them again and I felt bad. And but men know that I, I don't can't speak to like women on dates, but like you will see like the deflation if it's like early, you know, it's different if you're like already even getting on a bunch of dates, then yeah, of course you should be like going Dutch. So it's not all on the other person, but when it's like first date and you're like, no, 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 we're splitting it. It's kind of like, I'm never going to see you again. So you're not buying my drink. I don't know. So that's the other reason why I don't like doing it. Cause it's like, I, the couple of times I've done it, it's been like the, it get the room gets chilly. <laughs> I think the assumption that I, uh, I'm kind of dealing with in my brain is that like, I have a job, you know, like I can pay for my own drinks and I don't like feel like me not paying for it is saying that the person who is paying for it makes more or less or whatever. I just think if we just like pay for our own way, then that that clears the room for us to just kind of be ourselves in a way rather than being like, oh, I have to follow all these rules of dating. And yeah, and it, I... I don't know. I think it just kind of like clears the air a little bit. Although somebody did one time tell me they're like, uh, no, I'm absolutely not letting you pay for it unless 
uh, unless we're never seeing each other again. And I was like, oh, I'd never had that thought before. I think it's 50-50. I've definitely talked to people who are like, um, of course we're going Dutch. How dare you expect me to pay for your drink? So it could go either way. Um. (laughs) I I wouldn't go that far, damn. Like (laughs) like if you offered to like go Dutch, like yeah, sure, why not? I mean, I'm definitely going to insist on like paying, but if you like, if you insist on like splitting, like, okay, I'm not going to fight you for it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, especially if the vibe has been good throughout the night, I'm not, I'm not upset or like worried about whether or not things are going great. Uh, yeah. To, yeah. To your point though, I also won't insist. I will say, no, 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 we can split it one time. And if I was just going to ask how many yeah, times just do one. you argue no, before you, cause it's used one. to be three, but now I feel like three is no, too much. It can yeah, only be way too much. one or two. Yeah. There's a number where you just like, Oh no. Uh, oh, okay. And it does seem I, cause I, cause I see this a lot in my job. It's funny. Um, if they do insist a little too much, then the person relents and you can kind of tell they're like, Oh, I didn't think you were going to be okay. Oh, okay. So like the number, they didn't have the same number in mind of like the number of times to say no. (laughs) One of my friends um, was telling me that that there's, um, there's something in uh, like a Persian culture. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to mix up the word, but uh, so I'm just not going to say it. Um, But it's been told to me a few times is that you have to, you have to insist over and over again. And it's something like three times where you're just like, no, 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 I insist here. Please take this gift. And then the next time they're like, oh, I brought you a gift here. Please accept this gift. No, no, no. I can't accept this gift. No, there's like, it's this back and forth, like mega hospitality that you have to like, you have to take care of them. Then you also have to like say no. And then you have to get them a gift later. It's like this whole funny thing. And I'm just like, yeah. I love it, but it's like, it's that's really sweet. Nice. ain't nobody got time for that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really sweet, man. And I, no. I know. I think that's where I get the three from because I heard that and I was like, oh, it's true. I, in my experience, just mm-hmm. informally, at his, it does feel like three is the magic number, but not anymore. I feel like now if you insist a second time, you're paying. <laughs> it's not <laughs> yeah, like maybe anymore. the second time. But I've also, I've d- definitely dated a lot of um, musicians. And so a lot of the time in my relationships, I make more money than the person I'm dating. Most um, of fucking artists. no man i'm telling you i'm a creative person and i love creative i love creative folks i'm drawn to them artists and musicians and and just creative folks and so uh yeah it's we're in the struggle bus a little bit sometimes financially and so you just gotta i mean uh, frankly i'm just not dating a lot of you know like lawyers and bankers you know It's okay. a struggle bus. Oh my God. <laughs> I should be like on a sweatshirt. I'm on the struggle bus. <laughs> you can wear that on a weekend when you're hungover. You can wear that to the date when it comes time to pay, you know. Um, Just open the sweater and be like, you got this? <laughs> Actually, I'm driving the struggle bus right now. It's it's hard enough over here. Um. Yeah, so uh, I've had some like really interesting things with um, like social media and like apps that aren't even for dating. Uh, like my my boyfriend, uh, my you know my current boyfriend. We've been dating. We met in COVID. He was so like I told you I was dating like a hobby, and then I just completely stopped. You know, in the in March, 
and for months I didn't do anything. And I wasn't on any apps for a little while. Cause I was like, I have enough people in my life. I'm doing fine. Um, and so that I was like, I got to get out of the house. I am really nervous, like to go on dates, but like, if I'm doing a park picnic or, you know, we've got social distance happening and I'm wearing a mask, you're wearing a mask, then it's okay. It's okay. We can do this. Mm-hmm. So on one date, uh, at the park and I was like, okay, this isn't bad. I can totally do this. There's a bunch of people at the park. Everybody's wearing masks. This was really nice. But then she kept touching me and I was like, I don't feel comfortable. I'm not ready for this yet. And so that was really <laughs> like, I have to rethink this whole thing. Like I was out back on the apps and then I went on one date and this person was trying to touch me in the middle of a global pandemic. And I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I understand that's the point, but I don't know you. And, um, and so I just kind of was like back on it. And I was like, I don't really know. But then I started talking to my boyfriend now, Jeff, and um, we are really, really connecting over messaging. And um, so we did the basically the same date, but it was the polar opposite. He was incredibly respectful. We had two blankets set up for like our little cute picnic. He drove across town to get me something really special and specific that I had like casually mentioned that I wanted to eat. And it was just very comfortable and I actually felt comfortable to kind of make that first move and I was vibing that he was getting that level of comfortability and interest as well so when we ended up like kind of cuddling on our like picnic you know uh uh blankets it was just really really natural and there was still like a level of like oh my god is this okay um but we were both like I've been tested I you know I got tested a couple weeks ago And I think that that's the thing is like, I've been hearing about people dating where they're like, yeah, I'll go on a, like a date with one person at a time. I'll see them once or twice. And if it's working out, then great. If not, then I'll stop. And then I'll go get tested. And I'll like basically self quarantine for a week before I go on another date. And so there's been a lot of that, that I've been hearing about people doing too. And so it's just been really kind of interesting because it slows your process down entirely. I mean, like I said earlier, I was going on like a couple dates a week. And then I also like wanted to see somebody that like was a regular in my schedule. And I also wanted to make time for friends. And so I was very, very busy socially. So to have it all end so abruptly, obviously going out was a welcome, like a necessary need for my mental health, but also it was really nice because I fell in love on my second quarantine date. You know, it was like amazing. I was like, wow, I'm like now deeply in love with this person. And we have spent almost every single day together because of the situation that we're both in. We, we're both very busy people usually, you know, he's running around for work, doing a lot of travel. And it's kind of really special that we've had this opportunity to connect. And I've been hearing other people have had very similar experiences in quarantine. So I feel really lucky. Um, but it's really interesting because I think people get like really in their heads and we actually also had this person that he dated really briefly in like February come like messaging him on like Twitter and stuff and saying weird things. And then she was like seeing my Instagram and then she was commenting on our Venmo transactions. And yeah, yeah, that's the correct response, Leo. <laughs> <laughs> I know I love this crazy story. I was like, Tina, can you please tell the crazy Venmo story? <laughs> So, so at first, okay. So what happened was he he was like, when you're seeing somebody and you're like, oh, like I'll get, I'll just Venmo you for the drinks or I'll Venmo you for the the noodles that we got. And so it was just like a lot of food transactions. But I I remember thinking, I was like, 
I, you know, sometimes I'll like scroll through, this is really lame, but sometimes I'll scroll through Venmo and I can kind of see who's dating or I can see like what my friends are up to. That sounds really fun. I was like, oh man, my friends did stand up paddle on Saturday. Like I should reach out to them, you know, or something like that. Um, but then sometimes you see, you see a few transactions with the same people over and over and you're like, ooh, la la, right? And so clearly that's what she saw. And um, so I had mentioned something to him. This was before that whole thing goes down. I was like, like, hey, this is kind of weird, but like, could you like not make our transactions so public? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, it's just people can see those. And he had no idea that there was like a social aspect of Venmo at all. And I was like, oh, I know I'm super weird about it. Yeah, I was like, I'm just super weird about it. It's just because it's like money. And then the next day he's like, hey, I'm just like really insecure. Are you embarrassed of me? And I was like, oh my God, no, I love you. I want people to know about you and a scream from the rooftops. You know, I was like, I got, I was like, oh shit, no, I'm sorry. Like, you're great. And so then I was like, it's really just about money. And um, money's like kind of a weird thing. And like, I don't know. It would just make me feel more comfortable if like we didn't put it all out there, you know, like in Venmo and um lo and behold he changed it to make all of our transactions private but then she started commenting on the old ones she like hearted something and I was like who is this person and he's like oh that's an ex actually I'm kind of scared of her and I was like what wow and and then she commented on my Instagram this is and she like put like a little heart and then tagged him and said cute uh like good luck to you guys or something like that and he was generally supportive, I mean, at the time, but then she started coming after him on like Twitter and Venmo and she was sending a bunch of money to try and like get her piece out because he had blocked her everywhere. And <laughs> so she was like sending him money so she could say the things that she needed to say and you only get like 140 characters. Wait, how much money for each, each like sentence? Yeah, each like 140 characters. Right. That's crazy. So kind of weird like actually because <laughs> it was like $70 in one and then like 10 in another and then like $1 in another. It was all kind of random. And so I was like, Jess, you have to give her that money back. Like you, what, what is, what's happening? I'm like, can you do it without interacting with her? And I, I guess that there wasn't really a thing. And so he blocked her and then she came after me. And she sent me like $96 and she was like, but she was insulting me and she was insulting him. And it was really aggressive and seemingly out of nowhere. Cause she was nice before that. And um, <laughs> anyway, so she was like attacking me on Venmo and I was like, I don't know what to do. And then I was like, never mind. I know exactly what to do. I'm taking the money and I'm blocking her. That's <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> so I did. And um, yeah, she paid $96 to insult you. You're like, you know, okay, yeah, I'll take I'm it. like, yeah, I've, I've let someone pay $96 to insult me. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm not private on like Instagram. I'm like, I'm semi private on Facebook. Like, I'm generally, I'm not putting shit out there that's like sensitive, you know? Um, and I think maybe that's why I was kind of weird about Venmo. It's not sensitive, but it's like a financial app, basically. And yeah. so, uh, anyway, I thought that I blocked her because it like carried me through the steps, but then she sent me like more money a couple days later. She's like, to make it an even hundred, I'm petty. And I was like, okay. Well, we figured that I, out when you sent the well, first batch I mean, of dollars. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, she was saying kind of crazy wow. stuff. She was, she was like, she was like, it's it's so interesting to know that you guys have been fucking since February. And I was like, I didn't meet him until May. I don't know where she's getting her information. This is so weird. And so a lot of the insults were just like straight up wrong. And she's like, he's going to get tired of you. And I was like, I'm sorry, you guys dated for like 
three weeks in February and I've seen him every single day since like May. I think we'd be tired of each other by now and we're not. <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's just been really interesting because some things have these social like app-based dating aspects to them that we don't even think about sometimes. It's like hidden and secret and weird like Twitter and like Venmo and it's just been so weird. Um, she's not showing up in my blocked accounts, but like I go through the whole thing and I block her every single time. So I have no idea. Wait, you have to block her every time you use Venmo. You look and you're like, oh, she's still not blocked. She's still not blocked. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Leo, do you use wow. Venmo? I do use Venmo, but I didn't, I didn't think there was like a whole, like, like I can send you money and talk shit about you. Aspect. <laughs> it, 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 it never crossed my mind. Like, it never crossed my mind it was the whole social aspect of like people watching me send money or getting money from other people oh, i mean it never occurred to me that anyone would pay to send a message but i yeah. pretty much the, the first like month i had venmo i realized that I, when i realized i could see other people's transactions between them and someone i didn't even know i made mine private immediately because <clears throat> i was like that's creepy. I don't even know you, but I know that you went out with this person and you got noodles or whatever. Mm -hmm. And like, I, when I send money, I always pick a random emoji that has nothing to do with what we did. <laughs> so it's, I don't know. I was always kind of like a little paranoid of like, I don't want people that I don't know to know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. It's creepy. Yeah, on like a, such a specific basis as well. Right, right, financially, yeah. Like Jesus. I got $25 because he likes dumb girls because he's insecure. Um, so that's fun. That's Wait, are you up to $125 now? No, just a straight hundred, but I'm reading, I'm going back. $25 was um, because he likes dumb girls because he's insecure. $1 because he's a manipulative psycho and he plays games with me and he will with you. And I'm like, oh, turns out I love games. We play games all the time. Anissa, I've played so many games with you. Yes. Um, <laughs> games are, you know. Um, like, but awesome, my favorite kind. But the first one was $70 and it's all like, for your wonderful new love with somebody who will most surely break your heart. He is a coward who runs when the going gets tough. Just watch. Wow. wow. $70 for that one. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> That's crazy town. Also, she makes good money because I can't afford to. She makes to, damn like, good money. I wish, I wish I would send a fucking text. That you could afford to do it. Yeah. yeah the, decimal <laughs> point, the decimal point would be different on mine. It would be like not $25. It'd be like $250 if I'm really trying to make a statement. Yeah. Totally. Or literally two cents. Two cents would be really fun. You could just I think they have a limit. Yeah. yeah, here's my two cents. Yeah. They have a minimum. Otherwise, I was thinking that too. I was like, why aren't they sending you, why isn't she sending you pennies? But it's because I think you have to do like the minimum of like a dollar or something. Mm. Although they are really weird numbers. I would be scared of her too, because obviously she's attached some sort of value to those numbers, mm. which is really creepy. Like, did she add up all your other dates, like the money that he sent you? And it, you can't see the financial amount when you see the Venmo transactions. It just says what it was there for and that oh. somebody paid. Um, additionally, in, in the benefit of like me not having a lot of stuff out there, but not being private at all, because like I don't I don't care that much. Um, she also lives in a different city. So, I mean, she knows where he lives, but she lives in a different city. So I think the threat also wasn't like physical and immediate to me. Um, 
but his mom sent him a taser. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Parents. Wow. Parents, right? They really, they're looking out for you. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't been afraid of a woman like that since the fourth grade. <laughs> if, I, if, if I ever, if I ever catch up, we fighting on site. It's, it's just, it, we just have to. It's just, it's just destined. It's predestined. Wait, from fourth grade? Like from that. the fourth grade. I'll never so, forget her so long as I live. She whipped right. my ass and I owe her one. But let's hear her. Do you remember her full name or just her first name? Because when you're her fourth grade, name. yeah, you don't remember you don't know anyone's yeah. last name. No. I didn't know <laughs> she was <laughs> I just know she was big and she was buff and she beat me down. Damn. All right, let's hear her name. Yeah. We can curse Ruthie. it. Ruthie. Ruthie. Oh, yeah. yeah. She seems like someone you had to beat up. <laughs> mine, is, mine is Maeve. There was this girl that made my life a living hell for like a couple years. And her name's Maeve, but I don't remember her last name. And I was just like, I wonder if she's a big bitch now, too. Or if it's just like the growing years. Because you know when you're like younger and you don't, you know, you make mistakes. You, you do things that you would never do as an adult. Mm-hmm. And you're embarrassed by them. But it's like, is she? Or does she feel like, that's right. I was a bad bitch in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. I always wonder because I've never been a bully. I'm just like, and I know that when I'm like up late at night, sometimes I think about something I said that in retrospect, I realized was hurtful or insensitive, but I didn't understand that at the time. And so I'm like, oh my God, I hope they don't remember, but it's going to torture me forever. But Are like, you saying up- that you're having memories of conversations you had when you were in fourth grade? No, 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 no. Okay. No, I mean like- I can't remember shit. No, like <laughs> honestly, I don't, I have a terrible memory. So it's not anything earlier than like, you know, when I was like 20 that I've said, but when I was bullied, mm-hmm. yes, I remember the things that they said to me. Yeah. So it's like, I wonder if, does she remember being a bully or does she not, you know what I mean? Does she block it mm-hmm. out of her head? And she's like, I was great. I was so nice. And there's that girl I hated, but it's so funny. Cause I was 13. I had my first crush in fourth grade, but I didn't stalk him or anything like that. But I remember my first, I remember his full first and last name. What a dream boat. Um, and um, I remember in sixth, like fifth or sixth grade, there was this gal who was kind of like a, you know, she was kind of a, a tough, she was a bad bitch, you know, like, I don't know if she was like, uh, like a bad person, but she was like a baller, you know, she was like, oh, that girl's tough, right? Um, and now it's really funny because she's like ultra conservative and has a bunch of kids. And I'm just like, wow, like you went from being like a uh. boss chola bitch to like, well, you know, mommy. And that's fine. Mommies can be bad bitches too. Um, I was just, I'm just like really surprised how like she's She's on the PTA instead of in a biker gang. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. I was, I was talking to one of my other friends about this situation and she got really nervous. She was like, stalkers are crazy. You have to be really careful. And I was like reminiscing about my first stalker. Um, you know, as women, we always have those. Oh, my first, all my first stalker. I had one for years. (laughs) Yeah, yours is more adult than mine. I just remember yeah. like in junior high school, it was my brother's friend from like bicycle club uh, was just like sitting out in front of our lawn in our front lawn with his bike helmet even on still. And I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like waiting for you. And I was like, please leave. Oh and I like would go to like I went to my dad and I'm like, dad, please kick him out. And he's like, you tell him to go leave. And I was like, uh. <laughs> the best part of that story is like where um, we had this um this uh watermelon that had gone bad and so we just kind of chucked it out on the street like in the in the area where he was sitting 
um, because we're like, it's biodegradable. Let's have the animals and insects eat it. And he was like kind of sitting right on top of it like the next day. And I was like, that's gross. So, okay, it's even. <laughs> oh, well, anybody who's gonna, I mean, he sounds like he was really young and didn't understand what, what he was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mine definitely understood. Mm-hmm. Um, Mine did too. You had one too? Good oh, yeah, Those were all so good looking. Yeah. <laughs> He's silly. You had one in high school. What did she do? Was it a mm-hmm. she or he? It was a he. Uh, and he just kind of like, I, I I, was like, I didn't want his attention anymore. And he just kind of like, I still want yours. He like actually sat up my my house for a while in his car. I was like, okay, but I'm leaving. So like, mm-hmm. Like, please don't be here when my mama get here because I might be a little soft and won't be mean to you, but she'll kill you. So, like, you should you should go. Like, he did it a couple of times, but then, like, once I left for the Navy, I, didn't, I never saw him again. That's sort of a common thread in all of these stories is that somebody says, hey, I'm not interested or I'm not interested any longer. Um, it's like almost a lack of belief or trust in that person, like saying what they feel. And um, there's a lot of conversation about like women not saying what they mean. You know, like I hear from men all the time. They're like, well, she said no, but she didn't really mean no. And I hate that because my no has always meant no. My yes has always meant yes. And um, I think it's flirty to kind of dance around something sometimes, but you really need to be clear, especially if you're saying like, hey, I'm not interested in dating you anymore. And I know, um, you know, my boyfriend is really, really clear and his emotional intelligence is, is, is quite impressive. And so I don't doubt at any level that he wasn't clear and overt, um, but I think she just didn't want to hear it. And so she responded sort of in kind with that. As Leo, it sounds like that was your, your experience too. Yeah, and- like I've always like, like no is like, in, like an absolute law in the universe. Like a maybe, or I don't know, is like maybe a little flirty, but if someone says no, Mm-hmm. no is is absolute is is it's the law of physics and if you break it then like like everything all hell will break loose because you just you just done some you did something against like someone's will pretty much right you went no against like not, an absolute uh, law no is a yeah, statement it's not, yeah it's not a, it's not negotiable it's a sentence yeah. no is a sentence i think that that's really important too because being that I was dating so much, I actually had to break up with people all the time. And I got really good at it, but Ooh, I was never. Tell us what you did before you move <laughs> on. I, cause I have special wording have that I've hit, yeah. we have given out to people, but what's your special wording? It was never like a special or magical phrase. I was just always honest, You're like, Bye. Um, <laughs> but, but never. And I was like, well, what is actually happening? It's like, you know what? I think this person's really cool. Or this person's really like uh, interesting, but I don't foresee a romantic relationship. I don't see a physical relationship. I don't see really a connection. And I think that that's what, that's just what I would say is like, Hey, I had a really nice time with you. I thought you were really fun. Um, but I don't want to pursue a romantic relationship with you. And I hope that's okay. And, um, it's very formal. I feel like it should be on like linen stock. But I mean, I think that, I think that honesty, and especially if you're not feeling it, it's really important to say that because that's understandable. One of the best things you could say is you're like, you're just not meant for me. You're not my person. We are not meant to be together. So I don't want to force it, you know, um, because if you're looking for your person, um, 
and you know that this person you're, you've met or are talking to is not your person, it's a disservice to yourself and to them to like pretend like they could be. Um, and of course, like I love things being revealed to me over time as you get to know somebody, but this isn't the same conversation, you know, like right. you just like are not feeling that person for whatever reason. And I think it's just, you don't have to go into detail. Just don't be like, well, I find you unattractive or I, you know, thought that you're, I mean, sometimes you do want to be specific. It's like, well, that comment you made about your grandmother was sounded really racist and you know, some, some things like that. I don't know. Someone yeah. who's racist I mean, about their own grandma. That'd be interesting. <laughs> that was a yeah, and, I mean, you you say, um, yeah, you're you're not my person. Being able to like just like flat out like say like this is this, we're we're not a match. I had someone actually do that, and uh, then when I, I thought, okay, well, it's over. You know, I can just—it's just we don't we don't have to communicate anymore. Like, <laughs> like it's it's over. But then you like, she started blurring the lines because like, why aren't you talking to me anymore? Why aren't we hanging out? When are you gonna come hang out? And then when we hang out, she fucked me. And then like on top of like like doing that, then we go and hang out in her her art museum or like meet her friends. But like. And like like even like even like for my birthday made me cheesecake cheesecake is the most important thing in life to me besides air she made oh me my cheesecake God. we need to talk so i'm not her person <laughs> she so wanted like, you to she wanted you to be you the person you, but, making but, cheesecake for somebody on their birthday is a really intimate thing that's really intimate cheesecake is everything would you, would you do that any sort Where, of banking anisa bakes heart. for me on my birthday and it's so kind I so bake. wonderful <laughs> and heartfelt it's true i love Where's to bake cheesecake anisa <laughs> so any last parting advice or etiquette or things that you really wish people would do that they don't do i don't know whatever you want to impart the the tina wisdom of the day yeah, I totally have one. Um, so messaging on apps, I know is really hard and everybody has different like ways of going about it. I never ever respond to anything that's just what's up or you're hot or sup sexy. And I, I swear, I'm not just making those up. I got those all the time. Uh, like, hi, hey, like engage me, you know, like tell me something about you. Thing is, I'm kind of a sucker Yikes. too. So even if somebody sends me like a garbage message like that, I'll be like, okay, let me give you four seconds. Let me look at your profile and see if this is worthy of anything more than than you know, swiping. I think when messaging, it's really important. You're given a lot of information, or even if you're not given a lot of information, there's information in the photos. Like, what is this person interested in? So, it's send a compliment, make a statement, and then ask a question. So that way, you're engaging somebody. Uh, and then you're, you're, you're asking them a question. So then they can say, oh, thank you for the compliment. Um, oh yeah, I do like love rollerblading. I just started. Even if they don't engage back with you, you're start, you started a conversation. You started something that's specific from their profile or something from their pictures that you were able to pick up on. And that intuition and that, that being able to do that takes a little bit of practice, but the, the, the messaging protocol is a, a statement, a compliment, and a question. You can kind of do it in whatever order, but you definitely want to compliment the person that you're interested in 
whether it's maybe it's just musical taste or maybe they've got like a really rad blazer or you know like I fully complimented somebody on their Star Wars shirt before like it people are constantly self-expressing in small ways and so latching onto something like that shows that you're paying attention and that you're interested in them um, or you can just say like cool haircut but it's also should be things that they have you're complimenting them on something they have selected they don't really get to pick the color of their eyes or you know their height or things like that so stay away from complimenting something that they have no real control over you right. know genetic I, I love your curly hair it's like well for sure for sure so something that they have a little bit of control over is always nice you know um their boots uh their hair style um and you've engaged them so that's sort of like a formula that's not formulaic you know it's actually just quite sincere that's my hot tip for messaging and apps because (laughs) you want to be noticed but you also like want to be noticed for the right reasons Mm. leo do you have any additions um don't swipe on nobody that you're not a hundred percent like into. Like if you're just like, eh, maybe don't do it. Don't waste your time because you're not gonna talk to them and all you're doing is wasting their time and your time and space in your in your in your likes. Like go for someone that you're absolutely gonna be into and not like waste anyone else's time because I mean you could have swiped the, the the next person that you missed out on the last swipe that you could have had because you decided to swipe with somebody that you weren't really interested in could have been that one. So, so be a little bit more mindful. Mm. Try at least. Totally. I, I'll never get over hearing from multiple people. I just swipe right on pretty much every single profile. And it's like, what? Why? <laughs> what is the point of that? It's a numbers game at that point, but I don't, yeah. I don't know if I totally agree. I think that, like I said earlier, I'm like kind of open to being pleasantly surprised. And the thing is, I don't give everybody a lot of chances, but I will be like, hmm, if somebody makes me go, hmm, maybe I will swipe right and then like see what happens. But sometimes messages don't, I mean, don't go that far because you're like, well, actually I was, you know, I was probably right about my maybe, but then there's some people I've been like, maybe, and then been like, oh my God, this person and I are connecting is so great. I am totally into it. For example, again, this clown, I mean, honestly, like a clown. And I was just like fucking fell in love. It was so exciting. So you never know. I just think be open to explore parameters beyond what you're, but definitely I agree. Look for somebody that like excites you. You guys are awesome. Okay, you guys, it has been another beautiful, beautiful, informative session. And as always, if you have any questions or comments, yourvalleygirlfriend at gmail.com or on Instagram at yourvalleygirlfriend. And I'm still not using Twitter, but if you really wanted to, at yourvalleygf. Have a great night. Thank you, Anissa. Thank you, guys. Bye.